And tonight we're going to continue in our little mini-series on the wisdom of God. The Bible says that Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Now, in life, we all face decisions that need to be made on a daily basis. Some of these decisions are, are smaller decisions, but there are times in our life where larger decisions need to be made. But the wisdom of God is available to everyday life, to everyday decisions, and to larger decisions. And one way that you and I uh, can tap into the wisdom of God is simply ask for it. In James it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally. In other words, God is liberal with his wisdom. It is yours for the asking. And once you ask for that wisdom, believe it and receive it. And just thank God for it and just give him praise for it. And if the wisdom of God, you know, if the decision is not clear to you immediately, don't worry about it. Just continue to say, thank you, Lord. I believe that I have received the wisdom of God. Go ahead and say that with me in your home or wherever you are tonight. Thank you, Father. I have the wisdom of God. Amen. So tonight, Father, as we take these few moments to look into the Word of God, we're asking you for utterance. We pray that you will speak to our hearts, encourage our souls, Lord, and may we be strengthened with might by your Spirit and by the Word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. A couple of scriptures that we looked at last week was, first of all, in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. He says, get wisdom and get understanding. Don't forget it. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Don't forsake her, and she shall preserve thee. Love wisdom, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, the most essential thing. Therefore, get it. Get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, exalt wisdom, and we, she will not only preserve thee, but she will promote thee. And she will bring thee to honor when you do embrace her. Praise God. We also looked at Proverbs chapter 1, where it says in the first couple of verses in, cha in chapter, uh, well, actually, Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 20, it says, The wisdom calls aloud from the outside. She raises her voices in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. The Amplified says, Wisdom cries aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the markets. And so anywhere you are and everywhere you are, wisdom is there. Wisdom's on the inside of you, and wisdom has a voice, and it's calling unto us. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, he says, Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop, along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads or at the intersections of life. A crossroads is where two paths meet. And sometimes at those intersections of life, we need to know for sure which course of action 
to take. And that's where the wisdom of God comes in. We spoke a little while last week also, why is it that some people miss their turn? In other words, we come to the intersections of life, intersections of decisions, and crossroads, and sometimes we can miss our turn. Well, we discovered that one reason for that is we get bad directions. We get bad directions. But one thing for sure, you and I, if we're born again, we have the privilege to be led by the Spirit of the living God. I like what a good friend of ours said. He wrote a book on it, Mark Brzee, The Guide Inside. You have a guide inside. And the guide inside is the precious Holy Spirit. In John 16 and verse 13, in the Amplified Version, he says, But when he, the truth, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he shall not speak of his own message or on his own authority. He will tell you whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him. And I love how it says this. And he will announce, he will declare to you the things that are to come, the things that will happen in the future. Praise God. So we want to make sure in life that we get the right directions. You've all been given bad directions before in the natural realm, and it usually does not end well. But thank God Jesus has come that we might get life right and get on the right paths. A second reason why people miss their turn is they're too easily distracted. And we looked at that from Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. And we won't go through it again tonight. But Jesus came over to Martha's house and he really came with the purpose of just teaching the word and sharing the principles of life. But Martha was distracted about many things and she got very upset with her sister Mary because what Mary did is Mary simply refused to be distracted and she sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Martha got upset. Martha got all worried. And Jesus corrected her. And he said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and you are distracted about many things. But there's only one thing that is needful. Praise God. And so when it comes to obtaining direction, when it comes to uh, needing wisdom in an area of our life, we cannot afford to be distracted by the cares of this life. We cannot afford to let the cares of this, this life enter in and choke the Word of God. And so we understand this, that the less distracted we are and the more focused we are, the more we are going to get it right and we're going to be on the right road, on the right path, just where God wants us to be. Now, that kind of catches us up from last week. But another reason um, why people miss their turn is the fact that they are just in too big of a hurry. Too big of a hurry. Just moving in life too quickly. Not only being distracted, but not really taking the time to wait, to listen, and to hear. One person said this, that I really like this statement. He said, we will either spend time preparing or repairing. 
Now, what this says to me, we should not allow ourselves to be panicked. We should not allow ourselves to be distressed or rushed or in a big hurry. One thing that all of us can do when it comes for the wisdom of God and gaining direction is we can look for the peace of God. You know, God always leads with peace. God always leads with a sense of calm. Now, there's some scriptures that warn us about being in too big of a hurry. One is found in Proverbs chapter 19 in verse 2. Now, I'm reading this from the NLT. It says, enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. And he says, haste makes mistakes. And then going on to verse 3, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness, and then they get angry at the Lord. Kind of like, oh God, how could you allow this? Why did you let this happen? Well, it's not his problem. It's not his fault. Sometimes when we get in such a big hurry, we overlook those words of wisdom, those words of direction. Now, the Passion Translation of Proverbs 21 and verse 5 says this, Brilliant ideas pay off and bring you prosperity, but making hasty, impatient decisions will only lead to financial loss. Has anybody ever made a hasty decision? And as a result of that hasty decision, you maybe lost some time, lost some ground, or maybe even lost some finances. It pays us rich dividends to be still and know that God is God. Be still in the presence of the Lord. Now here's what Proverbs 28:20 20 says. It says a faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. So what are you saying to us, pastor? I'm saying from experience because I've done this myself. I'm exhorting you, don't move too quick. Check your peace gauge. Be in a position where you can discern peace or discern this hurry-up, stress-filled decision process. You know, Jesus is a great example of one that was not in a hurry when I'm sure people really wanted him to be in a hurry to move quickly. Of course, I'm talking about from John chapter 11, beginning in verse 1, where he says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was, it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil, wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, Lord, behold, whom you love is sick. Now notice this in verse 4. When Jesus heard it, he said, This sickness is not unto death. Powerful statement. But for the glory of God. Jesus was saying, the glory of God is going to show up in Lazarus' situation and it's going to turn things that were death-filled and it's going to turn it around for the glory of God. Now, in verse 5, 
It says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he had heard that he was sick, he got going right away. Notice this. He stayed two more days. Two more days. He stayed put for two more days in the place where he was. Even though Jesus loved Lazarus greatly, he was not about to be pressured. He was not about to be moving too quickly. He knew when to move. He knew when not to move. I think that's good for all of us. We must know God's timing on things. We must endeavor to be led by the Spirit of the Lord and then know the timing of our actions. Amen? So in verse 7 it says, Then after this he said to his disciples, after two days, Okay, let's go now to Judea again. Let's go. And you all know what happened. Glory to God. Lazarus, praise God, was raised from the dead. He came out of that grave. Amen. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, many times we move too quickly because oftentimes we feel pressured by the clock or we can be pressured sometimes by people. You may be standing tonight at a crossroad where a decision needs to be made. Here's the word of the Lord for you tonight. And that is this. Wisdom may say, wait for it. Wait for it. We've all heard that phrase. Wait for it. Wait for it. What are we waiting for? What we're waiting for is we're waiting for a word. We're waiting for a witness. We're waiting for wisdom. A lot of people say, well, oh God, give me a sign, give me a sign, give me a sign. We don't necessarily need a sign. Signs confirm the witness you already have. What we need is a word. We need a witness. We know that now, need to know now is the time. So wait for it. Wait for it. And the wisdom of God will put you at the right place and at the right time. Is that good news tonight? That is good news. Now, another reason why sometimes people miss their turn is, <coughs> quite frankly, they think that they know a better way. They think they know a better way. You know, I've been in that situation before. Sometimes Brenda and I are out driving around and she says, okay, we need to go this way. Well, I know a better way. And then maybe a half hour, 45 minutes later, she says, do you think maybe you should go the other way? Why is it that I didn't go the right way in the beginning? Because I thought I knew a better way. And then, of course, pride got in the way. And we don't need to talk about that anymore. But in Proverbs chapter 14, in verse 12, it says this. He says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So there's a lot of ways that look right, but not necessarily are right. We need to live out of our heart, not out of our head. We need not walk out of what we see here, what feels right here, but walk by faith and by the sight of a higher kind that the Holy Spirit will give us. Proverbs 16.25 says this, There is a way that seems right to man, 
but the end is the way of death. So what does a humble person do? A humble person will stop. A humble person will take the time to wait. Humility endeavors to ask for directions. To stop, to ask, and to follow. Would you agree with me tonight that it's so vital for us to be on the right path in this day and this hour? There's a whole lot in the Word of God about paths. And in a moment, I'm going to invite Brenda to come back up here. And we're going to talk about the way of wisdom and how she has been able to draw wisdom for some important life's decisions. In Proverbs 18 and in verse 14, uh, four, excuse me, Proverbs 4 verse 18, it says, The path of the just... We are the just. It's as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The Amplified says it this way, but the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more brighter and clearer until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. Listen to this statement. When you and I walk in and walk on his paths, life will be brighter and life will be better. That's the kind of life Jesus came to give us. He came to give us not the redundant life. He came to give us the abundant life. He didn't come to give us a scrape by, just barely make it kind of life. No, He came to give you a better life. Amen? And life is brighter. And life is a whole lot better when you can wake up in the morning and you just know that you are smack dab in the will of God. There's nothing like being on the right path. There's nothing like being in the perfect will of God. Now, that doesn't mean that every day and everything's just going to be going your way and everything's just going to be easy. No. We know that in this life, we know that in this world, we're going to face some tests. We know that there's no temptation taking us, but just as is common to man. But thank God for the faithfulness of God who always makes a way and provides a way of escape for us. Amen? Now, when it comes to tests, when it comes to trials... There's a way out. God will show you what the way out. He'll show you how to conduct yourself in the wisdom of God during a test. Amen. Now, in closing, we should then make a commitment to seek Him. A few scriptures here before Brenda comes back up. In Psalms 25 and verse 4, this could be a prayer that we pray regularly. Show me your paths, O Lord. And teach me, show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your path. Psalm 27, 11 says, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Love the message translation of verse 11 of Psalm 27. It says, Point me down your highway, God. Direct me along a well-lighted street. Show my enemies whose side you are on. And one of the greatest scriptures 
of all time about gleaning direction and making sure they're functioning in the wisdom of God is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, do what? Acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. At the top of every decision, invite Him in. Don't exclude Him, but include Him. That's the way to seek God. At any time where you need to make a decision, where you need to choose a path or a response, at every juncture, learn to look on the inside, acknowledge Him in the midst of all those other influences, and be only spirit-led. Patsy Caminetti said it this way. She said, the Lord spoke to her, ask me questions that only I can answer. That's what David did. David, even though he was a skilled warrior, even though he had all these victories and all this great experience, he didn't lean on his past victories. He was a humble man And one of the key phrases that you'll see about David is when he talked to the Lord, the Bible says that he inquired of the Lord. He didn't lean unto his own understanding. He didn't lean unto his past victories, but he inquired of the Lord and he asked him for directions. And I love another quote that Patsy Caminetti said. She said this, Come into the throne room, throne room, and be open to where he can lord you. She said this: To the degree that he is lord to you, he can be lord through you. Hallelujah! Isaiah talks about our thought; his thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. And so, what do you say? We spend the time to get his thoughts and to tap in to this vast reservoir of wisdom that's available to all of us. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Brenda's going to come and, you know, we've been married 42 years now and we've had a lot of 43. See, I I told you 43. (laughs) 43 years. But uh, we've had lots of opportunities to, to look to the Lord for the wisdom of God. I knew, know that you grew up as a, as a little girl, you know, seeking God your whole life. And sure. Can you give us an example or two maybe of times where you've needed wisdom or we've needed wisdom? And how did you go about ga- gaining that? Well, one scripture that came to me while you were sharing, of course, is Proverbs 20, verse 5. Okay. I love this scripture because it says this, Counsel... In the heart of man is like deep water, deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Yes. So we have been promised that we do have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God is formed where? Within us. Good. That counsel and that understanding that we need to make decisions, it's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. Oh, yes. It's right here on the inside of us. But then it says, but a man of understanding will draw it 
out. How do we do that? How do we do that? We do that by praying in the Holy Ghost Mm. or praying. You know, maybe some of you aren't filled with the Holy Spirit yet. You don't speak in tongues. But I want to encourage you that this precious gift of being baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues belongs to us. And it will open up an avenue of us being able to draw up that wisdom and that counsel that's on the inside of us. You get asked me to give an example. Well, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit since I was 11 years old. And I'll just tell you, I'm 66 and you're all supposed to go, Oh, no. We can't believe it. I don't look it, right? But anyhow, <laughs> stay in the Spirit, stay in the Spirit. So that's like 55 years that I've been filled with the Holy Spirit almost. Wow. And that is the way that I know for me that I tap into that wisdom and that counsel is spending time praying in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Of course, you've preached so aptly tonight. We have to spend time in the Word. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit confirms the Word. And the Holy Spirit helps us pray out mm-hmm. those hidden yeah. mysteries that you were talking about and divine secrets. I know there's been many times that I've had to make decisions. One major decision that I had to make that led to me meeting you <laughs> was going to Rama, And it was at a difficult time in my life. I'd gotten hold of the word of God, been born again yeah. most of my life and knew God, knew the word, but was getting the revelation of what we call the message of faith. Yeah. Someone had given me some of Brother Hagen's books and then my mom got terminally ill yes. with cancer. And, and I think my sister's watching tonight. Linda, you remember that struggle hey, that that was for us because we were believing God the best we knew how for her to be healed. Yeah. And I really thought she was going to be healed and claimed it and mm-hmm. everything. And then she reached that point well I still remember she said let me go she was ready to go be with Jesus she got tired of fighting but you know I had already started thinking about and planning to go to Ramah and I was very tempted not to follow through with going to Ramah wanted to throw up my hands and say the word of on healing's not true. What this man wrote in these books didn't work for my right. family. Ready to just back off. Yeah. But someone on the inside. Someone on the inside. Only thing I knew to do was like you're talking about, just draw near to the yes. Lord. But I also spent many nights laying on my bed crying, but praying in tongues. Yeah. And every time I would pray yes, in the yes, Spirit, yes, yes. that counsel on the inside would rise up yeah. on the inside of me, and I would just almost hear it. You go ahead and go to Ramah. Those questions that you have will be answered there. And he might as well say, and I got a special surprise. I was just thinking it would have been very (laughs) unwise for you not to go to Ramah. That's right. I would have missed my major (laughs) blessing. But that's one huge example that I have about even when you're in a difficult situation and you don't feel like you know what to do or you maybe don't even want to do what you think or know you should do. Praying in the yes. Holy Spirit Amen. will give you that witness Amen. and that counsel. So I talked a little while, and that's so good. Thank you for that. Talked a little while on, you know, Martha and Mary and yeah. how that Martha was really distracted. Right. What do you do, you know, to keep yourself 
uh, focused. I mean, we've been in ministry as long as we've been married, 43 years, <laughs> not 42 years. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, ministry is exhilarating. It's awesome. It's wonderful. But we don't always live on the mountaintop That's in sure. ministry. There's all sorts of challenges and different things that we face as ministers as well as well, people in yes. life face. Yeah. But what do you do to stay focused? What do you do to keep yourself from being distracted with the cares of this life and and different things like that? Well, again, it's got to be acting on the word, Matthew 6, 33, to seek first yeah. the kingdom of God. And I'm not really a super early morning person, but the, when I first wake up, I make sure that I refocus yeah. my attention for that day yes. up on him and spend time, whether it's in the car or in the kitchen, praying in the spirit again, yeah. building up myself. That's that's probably the one of the things that I recommend the most is praying in the Holy Ghost. Because, you know, whoever is the strongest is going to be the one that gets the most attention. Yeah, that's true. So you talked about a strong spirit of a man yeah. a little bit earlier. We have to keep our spirit strong through feeding yes. it the word of God, through fellowshipping with the Lord, mm -hmm. and through praying in the Holy Ghost. Because yeah. when your spirit is stronger, he's going to be the loudest voice. Yeah, on so the true. Inside. Yeah, when your spirit is stronger, the voice of the, your spirit is, is much clearer. The voice of the flesh subsides. Right. The distractions in the soul subside. That's right. When you're strong in your spirit. I got to thinking about that one scripture that out of our belly, out oh, of our yeah. inner man, yes. shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. And yeah. oftentimes we equate that verse to livers, of, uh, livers, <laughs> river, <laughs> rivers right. of healing and rivers of anointing and rivers of miracle. Yes. But also there's rivers of wisdom. Wisdom. There's rivers yes, of wisdom available. Yes, yes, yes. So tonight, honey, I just sense in my heart that there's people that are watching that are just, you know, looking to God for some direction. I think we should pray for them mm -hmm. and just believe God along with them and Counsel. set ourselves in agreement Counsel with you. Counsel and wisdom Praise is God there. for you to get it right. Yes. And the other God thing I have in my heart is don't be afraid. Don't right. be fearful that you're not going to get it right. That's true. Just take mm -hmm. authority over that in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Quiet your soul. Be still and hear the voice of the Lord. Let's pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you Jesus. for these golden opportunities thank you, Lord. to share the word of life with your people. And now, Lord, we pray for those that are seeking you, looking to yes. you for direction. There are those that are at the crossroads. There are those that are at the intersections of life. And we set ourselves in agreement right now asking you, sir, that your hand be upon them and that you would give them clarity, Lord, and that the eyes of their understanding would be flooded yes, with light. Lord, flooded. light. Help flooded. them to see. Help them to yes, hear. Jesus. Help them to know the clear directive that you're giving them in their lives. In the name yes, of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. And we just thank you. Mm. We take authority over stress. Yeah. And we take authority over confusion. Yeah, in the good. mighty name of yes. Jesus. And we declare that you are, you belong to him. You are his sheep. Mm -hmm. And the voice of a stranger you will not follow. Yeah. So we bind confusion yes. right now. 
in the name of Jesus. And yeah. we even take authority over fear because yes. fear brings torment in and fear gets Jesus. involved and makes you think you're going to do the wrong thing. Mm. No, you say it on a regular yes. basis. I'm always in the right time at the right t- place doing the right thing. With Hallelujah. The right with Amen. the right people. Thank Hallelujah. You, I Glory am led God. by the spirit of the Lord. Declare those things over mm. you. We agree with you mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, I just kind of sense this, hear this in my heart. Well, I've missed it. I've missed it here. And I've missed it there. And I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I feel like, well, welcome to the club. You know, who hasn't missed it? So true. Who hasn't missed the mark? That's right. You cannot yeah. allow yourself to stay down. You've Amen. got to rise up. You've got to get up with a fresh perspective. And say, yeah, yeah, I may have missed it in the past, but today Hallelujah. is a new day. Yes, it is. It's a new season. New season. And I've got a strong mm-hmm. reason, praise God, to press into the plan of God. Amen. In the name of Amen. Jesus. He's praise the Lord. He's got good plans. For you, we yeah. quote that scripture a lot over there in Jeremiah, yeah. Jeremiah 29, 29 11. He's got good plans. Yeah, he's got wonderful things in store for you. But you know, the next verse says, "Call unto me." That's mm-hmm. how we find out about those plans. We call upon the name yes. of the Lord. We pray. We spend time with Him, yeah. and He'll get it right on the inside of you, and you will know that you know yeah. the way that you should go. So look for the witness of the Spirit. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We pray a blessing over your lives tonight. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for enriching everyone in Jesus' precious name. Amen.